Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Mediumship Diaries called Lost Soul Unveiled, A Guide to Redemption and Healing. So literally yesterday I connected to a lost soul. Um, I was um, connecting to this soul to um, help somebody else and this soul was completely lost and wanted redemption and healing um, for some terrible things that had happened in his life okay and um, this person's life was actually I I would say about 50 or 60 years ago uh, when he passed away Um, but he also committed a horrific rape and murder of a woman um, after he came out of the military. Now, I'm not going to go into any specifics of what I saw there, so there's nothing overly distressing in this podcast. I don't go into these um, various kind of details because I know how distressing they can be. But what I'm going to do is explain how, um, what encouragement I gave that soul to cross to the light, to, to, to face what he had done, but also to receive healing for his spiritual growth. And I also had um, quite an honest um, mental mediumship conversation with him about accountability and, and how to move forward and, and how it how it all kind of works really um, when, when he crosses over. So I hope you do find this podcast enjoyable. Um, You may have heard me say a few times before on podcasts, um, sometimes my throat gets a bit hoarse, or sometimes I pace myself a little bit, it's because I live with two lung diseases, so bear with me, Um, but I do hope you really enjoy this podcast, but let me now um, introduce you to the background and and how I help this soul, how I encourage this soul to um, cross to the light. Let me start by saying that I think this is only maybe the second or third soul I've helped into the light ever who has committed really atrocious acts towards others, who has wanted to cross to the spirit world to face what they had done, to receive some healing, to move forward. In this case, there was a genuine fear from this spirit that if he crossed over, he would go to a, a really dark place, a more darker place than he, he was currently at. So the place he's current, he was currently at was because he didn't cross to the light. So when you don't cross to the light, you don't receive any type of kind of healing on any level. So even though they were in the spiritual body attached still to this realm, they still have an element, or he still had an element of pain in his body from injuries that he sustained and mentally he was still very much reliving the crimes that he did and they became actually that they started to to torment him and you might say to yourself well that's something he deserved and maybe in some respects that is true however if there is no room for healing and growth and accountability that soul being attached to this realm overall would have a negative effect on our world purely because when lost souls are attached still to to this realm heavily 
all that sadness, pain, anger, frustration and fear, it does radiate into our energies. In, in, so it, it benefits, if a spirit wants to cross, it benefits to support them in that journey, no matter what they've done. So they can find some kind of peace, maybe they need to find the, the spirits they hurt in this life the the life that they had maybe they need some kind of conversations between the two of them some healing that soul has no chance to do any of that in the in the trap state and that kind of interaction could also help some of the spirits that would be in the in the light so although many victims of crime or many people who pass out of their bodies do go to to the places in the spirit world where where they should go but even in those places and it's a happy place there's still healing to be done and there's still growth and if any part of them on the other side is still feeling the effects of what happened in their physical life or how they suddenly departed from the physical life then that soul seeking redemption could play a key part in that soul's healing. What is key here is you can incarnate in different lifetimes and come across different people but you've incarnated them in, in different lives and patterns can repeat. I'm not going to say like in every life if somebody's been murdered that's going to happen to them. However, there might just be that every time you encounter that person in a different life that there is some kind of um, issue there so in this situation here what I'm hopeful for for this soul now going over to the light is for them to though they are receiving some healing but for that growth to happen and that healing to happen between them and anyone else that they harm to create an all kind of sense of peace and healing and breaking of any cords of residual problems that could then incarnate again in different lifetimes. Now because I help this lost soul it doesn't mean that I find what he did here kind. No I did not, not at all. Um, He was atrocious but now reflecting on that life and taking a look at the things that he did do, it was it was quite interesting for me to to see the the remorse radiate from him. And let me give you, I mean, I give you a bit of a background on him now. When he when he presented to me, he had a quite a disfigured face, so it looked like one side of his face was really heavily burnt, but one of his eyes like he had damage clearly that you could see to his eye or he was showing me that how how his eye actually got burnt he had severe mental health problems and I think things that would be known today as PTSD now again lots of people can have PTSD for lots of reasons I'm not saying at all that people go out and hurt people not at all am I saying that or people with mental health problems I'm not saying that at all I'm just talking specifically about this man's journey what he conveyed to me okay and 
his mind, what he showed me was incredibly chaotic. When he served in the military, he wasn't in this country, and he killed a lot of people, but part of that conflict, there were children there. And at the time, he thought that he was doing the right thing, and now he's come out of it, he realises what an awful, awful thing that he did harming children how could he ever how could he have ever harmed children and that was his biggest biggest regret out of everything he then showed me how his mental health completely spiraled how his reality was changing how he just felt like nothing was truly real he felt that he was a killing machine he felt that yeah just really really distorted I try to understand how he how he came from feeling like he had to do certain things in the military to coming out and harming that lady and he honestly in his own head can't kind of figure it out in almost like some kind of rage came over him he believed honestly that he was some kind of killer now I realize I might not be making a lot of sense but I'm tuning into a mind that has had no healing and it, and I'm reading the mind of somebody who is incredibly traumatized who had I would even say some kind of episodes of psychosis now again lots of people out there have have mental health problems and they are not a harm to anyone else okay I'm just explaining what I've sensed from him and what I have experienced in connecting to his mind okay and in his mind when he was doing this awful act to this to this poor um, lady I don't think in his mind, from what I what he showed me, is that he saw it at the time as being a really, really kind of bad, bad thing, because I think it almost felt like, from his past, he was almost like trained to, to it. I don't know what area of military he was working in, but it was like he was almost trained to not have a sense of feeling when he was kind of taking someone out now I know nothing about the military I seriously do not um again I'm just what he's telling me is that he was he was kind of drummed into him to be cold you know and and be able to dissociate from something because of this person's mind beforehand so I feel like this man in the past he was he showed me what he looked like in the before all of this and he was a very tall slim handsome man but he was incredibly beaten by his father from a very young age with a belt and one of his motivations for joining uh, the military was to prove to his father that he would be 
successful that he was somebody that his father should be kind of proud of but suffering the level of abuse he did really heavily kind of traumatized him because it became kind of normal and I think combined with everything that he was learning as part of his role everything that he had done as part of his job was then mentally he just his mind just didn't function with the level of empathy with you know that clear sense of what is right what is wrong that kind of filtering system that most of us have to know we mustn't hurt somebody we we mustn't take a life we we mustn't force ourselves on people we mustn't do this and that level of empathy and moral kind of um, responsibility we have is installed in in most of us but in some cases in some people sometimes that it's not there for some reason and in this case for him that that you know that that wasn't for me I can certainly understand why his mind was damaged I, I really can understand that he's showing me that his sense of reality was completely warped. And he was nervous, yeah, he was really, really nervous to cross over because, you know, if I if I supported him and my guide team to feel comfortable to make that transition, thinking that, you know, would he go to a, a hellish place and feeling that he deserved to go to a hellish place This is where I had quite an honest kind of mind-to-mind communication with him and kind of said, you know, it takes a lot of courage to come forward and ask for help, particularly with the things that you have done, that when you were in this life, you would have destroyed other people's lives and that would have had a ripple through, through generations for people who have lost those people. And particularly, like, even if you think alone, the lady that was that was murdered, that she had a family. And, and growing up, siblings and parents, and there's a ripple of, of pain and loss and, and things that would just keep kind of radiating, you know, until, until some level of healing takes place. It was an honest chat with him because I wanted him to still appreciate the seriousness of the things that had happened because he was owning it and I said to him you know you you do need to own it you absolutely need to own it it's a part of the healing journey is to put your hands up and say I did this but obviously I said I have a great empathy for you because I understand mentally there was something within you that just wasn't functioning in the way that would be like stop or the you know the reality was was different and I said but that doesn't prevent you from going forward and having healing and growth because if you can put your hands up and say what I did was wrong I need to make amends I need to make amends with those souls I need to find a place where I can grow and learn so I I don't keep making mistakes throughout lifetimes that that hurt people I don't want to stay in this sort of trap state and I kind of said yeah you know you really need to work on it and this is what 
from my experience I believe is going to happen when you when you cross over you're going to receive some um, healing around your emotional trauma you're going to be supported to understand about the things you did in life and why you did them and a chance to have some healing with the souls that you did harm to try and break this whatever pattern this is from occurring in different lifetimes and I said look but that's going to be hard so you know like think about this life if you've ever hurt anybody if you've ever said anything you shouldn't have done if growing up you ever physically hurt anybody when you were at school or anybody out there who's done something to hurt somebody else when you feel that level of remorse that I shouldn't have done that what do you do with it I really like the idea of restorative justice where in this life there's um, a real kind of focus on helping somebody who's done uh, something to hurt somebody else really understand what they've done and possibly facilitating meetings with with victims and, and things like that so you can you can understand the the impact and I kind of felt in a way that me helping this soul was a bit like restorative justice in the sense of they were going to go and face what they'd done because in the trap state okay in the trap state he was in He's walking around in a state of limbo. He's still mentally not functioning great. He's He's got all these visions of, of what he did. It's actually harder to go up there and then receive healing and really strip it bare and own what you've done and to face what you've done and to talk to the people, uh, the souls that you've hurt it would be very easy for him more easy although he was in a lot of mental distress he wouldn't have had to face so much if he was hiding himself away because you know anyone who's ever been through therapy in this life will know that many times and I think all of us have probably done this at some point put off therapy because we know maybe something's wrong and we like to tuck it away um, and push it down and we know if we go and speak to someone about it it's going to come up and it's going to make us really vulnerable. Not many people feel feel comfortable with that. And I know that's a bit of a kind of different example to the one I'm giving here about this gentleman. It's, it's kind of like the same thing. If you've got to face something, really face something and own something, then you're going to have to kind of lay it bare and right now um, in the spirit world that is what this soul is doing and it's very much up to a higher power how you know and he's getting support from them it's not up to me to decide for anybody what level of healing they get Um, as a rescue medium it can be my job to you know listen to the soul help the soul feel comfortable maybe explain some things to the soul that they they don't understand about the crossing over it's the you know it's the spirit world and the um you know the source who might be you know many prefer to as god and who who take over and you know take over that healing process all right so that healing process has now started i do feel 
grateful that that has started for everyone involved because that needed to start. Now, a question I I got asked um, yesterday and a question I get asked quite a lot by people is how do you how do you cope with seeing or hearing such things? The reason is uh, the reason how I could do this is I very much worked with this man on the clairaudience sense. I said to my guides, okay, show me who this soul is who's uh, visiting this house, please. And then I saw the soul and I, I saw him, what he looked like, everything like that. I started to really tune into him directly. But when he wanted to show me things about the child or different bits, I said, I don't need to see it, tell me. And the reason why I did that is because I didn't want to see lots of children being harmed and I didn't want to see graphics of what he did to that to that lady. I, I really didn't want to see it, but I was happy for him to, to tell me it. And then while I'm writing this down so I can hear, the, hear it coming into my mind, there might be times where I say, okay, show me, show me something. And then I'll get a imagery like say of his dad and what um and and him telling me what happened and so there's a part of me that will say no I don't want to see that but you can tell me if I was working on something like say looking at a a disappearance or something like that that can be slightly different because obviously trying to get as many facts and, and things as you can but in this case it was absolutely fine for me to take most of the information by a clairaudience and overall answering that question what I would say is that I never stop feeling remorse and sadness for people who had their lives ripped away from them souls that um, for one reason or another that haven't crossed over and I'm missing people are in a state of limbo but like how I shielded myself from the clairvoyance in that situation I don't sometimes allow myself to go in so deep that I'm feeling traumatized by it I know and I've heard because I've been a rescue medium for, for a long long time I've heard many things and I've seen many things so to a certain degree it's not a shock and I hope that helps answer um, any questions. But of course, I can elaborate on this in, in the future. But what I would like to say is now, before my throat kind of dries up, is thank you so much for your support. I hope you have enjoyed listening to this podcast. You can visit my webpage, www.alternativemedium.com, if you want to know a little bit more about me, the services I do, the courses that I run there is an instant free download to a a rescue mediumship mental preparation workbook on my website currently at the moment as well moving on um, I'd like to just give a little shout out on the final bit of the podcast okay and just want to say yeah any questions about this you can leave a comment below the podcast or you can find out how to contact me on my webpage all right Thank you.
It's that time of the show now where I just like to give a shout out to a few people. I'd like to give a shout out to Sarah, Lauren, Christian, Jane, and to all the listeners that are tuning in and really um, giving me great feedback and, and just really supporting um, this podcast. I, I probably can't list all the different places I'm reaching now, but um, Turkey. Australia, um, America, Israel. It's just absolutely incredible. And I just want to give a shout out to um, every listener out there, wherever you're from. Thank you so much for, for tuning into uh, my podcast. And if you do have any questions about any of the work I do, head over to my website, www.alternativemedium.com where you can um, contact me or just just find out a little bit more about um, the services I do or the, the, the support I offer if you feel that you are a rescue medium or you're battling negative entities. Thank you so much for listening. I'll speak to you next week on the Mediumship Diaries. Thank you.